to the While You Are Single podcast. O.J. Tokes' new, revised, and updated book, While You Are Single, A Guide to Finding and Keeping the Right Mate for Your Life, is now available. For more details about the book, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. Meanwhile, enjoy the podcast. Here is O.J. Tokes. Have you... Yeah, have you encountered a situation? Um, okay, you've talked about premarital counseling and all of that. So you're married, and I think you've touched on this, but have you had like a major conflict that the two of you cannot just resolve? Like you're not making any headway. Um, how do you go about resolving it? Um, do you involve a third party? How do you go about choosing the third party? You know, sometimes girls have your girls and guys have your guys, you know. How do you address that kind of situation, you know. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> well, first of all, uh, my wife and I, we're going on 11 years of marriage this, uh, this year. And this is number five. So five kids in 11 years of marriage, five kids are responsible. So adjustments, you're talking about adjustments happen to happen in 11 years. So to make a long story short, to piggyback and to answer right to your question, number one, he told, said that he was kind of preparing himself. One of the things in your single state that you kind of got to do is you got to kind of filter what you allow to go through your subconscious, meaning that if you're watching television and you're getting your preconceived notions of this is how my ideology of marriage is, or this is what I want to see. Oh, if I had a husband that would do that. Well, television is telling you a vision. Get vision from the word. Get vision from the word of what a man is. Because what will happen is that thinking from the world system will kind of corrupt your mind a little bit. And it says the incorruptible seed of the word of God. And so then too, you can't, com- don't, don't compare every marriage is tailor-made. See, you, I can't look at, we can't look at Tokes and them and say, man, I, if, if, man, if I had a, that, that, that did that, or you know what, my wife is, if I had a wife that was on time, because when you begin to do that, and now you start focusing your attention on that one thing, you take your eyes off, because the truth of the matter is, if God changed that one thing one bit, you won't even be ready, because you've been so focused on trying to transform that person into your image, that you're not even focusing on what you need to focus on, so the word is not growing uh, uh, in you. And so, uh, to make a long story short, we had a period of time where we were separate for nine months. Yeah. And uh, it did, and neither one of us wanted to be. So you said, was there a situation of conflict? Now, during that situation, family members were in her ear, right? And so, number one, there's no conflict. Find, find out who your friends are now before you get married, right? And I'm not talking about, you know, uh, uh, friends, people you, it's different between people you hang out with and who your friends are right? People that make you laugh and who your friends are, right? Identify those people right now, right? Because some of the people that you want, that, that make you laugh, just want something to laugh at. I'm just, <laughs> right? So, so when we were going through our situation, I, I was always, she probably thought I was uptight because I was so secret. We, we didn't, we didn't get mom and them in our, in our marriage. We didn't get brothers and sisters of them because at the end of the day, they will get in and the enemy, he, he doesn't just come in, in the red suit. He's subtle, He'd come in throwing a thought here and there. Well, you know what? <sighs> really? Especially if they thought of you as a perfect Christian, so to speak, and now you, you, you're human all of a sudden. So now they're, really? Oh, my God. And so during that situation, 
you have to really know who, and I'm talking about identify who are your prayer warriors right now, right? Identify those people because when you get married, right, you want those same people who you've seen how they respond when you came to them. So number one, if, you're, if your family uh, uh, members in, uh, are just church folk, when I mean by church folk, and I'm not putting down anybody, but don't have a relationship with God, they don't deserve to get it because you didn't marry them, you married her. And so we had to overcome it, the, the confusion. And she, I had to step back and she had to see for herself that what her family was telling her was hogwash. I had to, you know, I didn't really have that challenge because I kept folks out of my business to the point they were like, oh, he's just so secretive. And, and No, I just know what's in you. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so to make a long story short, we reconciled. Now, what did I have to do? I was a singles uh, uh, minister at the time. Guess what I had to do? I had to put my pride to the side, and I was asked to step down and sit down. I didn't think it was my fault. I wanted my marriage at one point in time, and she didn't. Then there was a point in time where I, I, I didn't want it, and she didn't. But I had to swallow my pride and sit down and stop doing something I love to do. So did I want to continue to shine and make it seem like everything was perfect, or did I really want my marriage? And so in a situation like that, I stopped teaching for a moment, went and got counseling, didn't worry about how I looked, right? Because I wanted what was important. But I learned how to keep folks... I identify who you really were, and I keep you, I love you, but I keep you here. And as far as resolving conflict, to answer your question, we always just, because he has his opinion, and it's a man's opinion, and I have my opinion, and it's a woman's opinion, and so we have to always go back to what does the word say? This is what I think, this is what you think, but what actually, what does the Bible has to say about this particular situation? So in the end, that's what rules, that's what takes umpire in our marriage, and that's what has the final so, final say. All right, let me, <clears throat> let me jump on this one. Yeah. Okay, um, Wendon and I were dating. Um, there was a subject matter that came up. And that is, as far as I can, if some, if any, anytime anyone mentions any, any, any major conflict, um, in the grand scheme of things, you know, some people might not think is very major, but for me, that, this is what jumps out to me. And it was a subject matter, and, um, <clears throat> I remember that was the first time that I was like, okay, this is a, this is a serious issue right here. And I remember, Myself and her going back and forth, you know, talking about the subject matter, you know, and we, we're on different sides of the subject matter. And, you know, as a single person, I was like, okay, this is um, something I'm going to have to deal with, you know. Um, I respect her opinion about it, and I was like, I'm not going to talk about this because this is not, this is not uh, something that adds to our relationship. First of all, the subject matter has nothing to do with, with us in the first place, you know. It's just an opinion about something external, but if we don't handle it properly, it, it can creep in and cause problems in our marriage. At the time, we we're, were, not, were not even married um, at the time. So I just decided we kind of agree to disagree kind of situation, you know. So over the course of our marriage, you know, this subject matter often, well, I won't say often, comes up once in a while, you know. And when we have a huge conflict, it's with this subject matter, you know. So um, recently, maybe about maybe two, three weeks ago, 
the subject matter came up again. And basically, she had asked me to pray about a particular individual um, that is seen as very divisive, um, that is connected to this subject matter. She just said, I should pray for this guy, you know. And my response was, not just him, but everybody affiliated with the subject matter. And she said, yeah, I'm serious. We need to pray for this guy. And I said, yeah, and everybody affiliated with, with, with the guy. And um, then she said, yeah, pray for, but I'm really serious. We need to pray for this guy. And you know, at the time, it was building up in me, and it, it, it set me off. And I just got up, and I was about to walk away out of anger. And she held on to me to, to, to just to embrace me, to hold me back, not to be upset. But I, I struggled off, and I walked off. You know, I kind of walked off because, you know, I was, I was, I was hot. And I didn't, I didn't want to say the wrong thing. So as I walked off, you know, immediately I did that. I pulled my hand off. The first thing that popped in my mind is that, man, Tokshi done messed up. <laughs> that was like, ah, oh, man, I've messed up. I've messed up because, number one, from a relational um, perspective, and there might be exceptions, but women don't like guys walking off like that. That's number one. Number two, her personality type, she's laid back one side and she's outgoing on the other side, you know. And an outgoing person doesn't like people walking away, you know. So that was number two. Number three, it was not such a big deal. But I was already just, I was hot. So I'm walking away, you know, I'm, I'm feeling tense. You know, I'm walking away. I can, I can remember the steps, walking away, walking away. I'm like, ah. Uh, and I got to a point where, like, I'm still walking away. And the first thing in my mind is, okay, you need to start figuring out how you're going to apologize for this right now, you know. And I think maybe by the eighth step, I was like, ah. Uh, so I made a U-turn to come back to her. But now she's hot. <laughs> she's like don't talk to me right now you know and usually it's because she doesn't have anything good to say at the time so she doesn't say anything you know she's like don't talk to me at the time she's like don't talk to me right now and I wanted to press on to embrace her and apologize but wisdom said Tokes don't don't do it <laughs> don't do it just 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 walk back okay and I was getting ready to go to work too and you guys hear you know people say that you know do not let it Simmer till the next day. I'm like, well, hello, I'm going to work. I mean, <laughs> I don't really have a job. But I was like, okay. I, I said, okay, I need to get ready for work. So I said, okay, the least I could do is apologize and we'll, everything will work out. So, so I'm dressing up. I'm like, okay, maybe in like 10 minutes or so, I'm going to go and apologize. But prior to that, you know, I prayed. I said, you know, I come against any spiritual force, whatever, trying to use this against us, whatever I, you know, I spoke, I spoke that out, you know, just w while I was dressing up and stuff like that, you know. So I finished dressing up and I wanted to go to another room to go pick something and I bumped into her and it was a totally different person. You know, she, she just came to me and cause I was about to go to work and she just kind of patted me on the shoulder and she was like, you know, just have a good time at work. You know, I, I pray that God will be with you and that kind of a stuff, you know. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, um, I was going to apologize to you like in five minutes from now. I'm not really ready right now. But um, I was like, okay, I'm just going to apologize. So I apologized to her then. And she apologized as well. We hugged. And, you know, uh, we, we kind of understood one thing. You know, the Bible talks about how as much as possible, be at peace with all men. 
if, if Paul is writing that, there are going to be times that you cannot agree on everything. But that's not the point. You got to be at peace. Certain things, Scripture says in Proverbs that contention is like the uh, like the like when a water is coming out of a faucet. Come on, stop it immediately. You know what I'm saying? So we had to apply that when we get to that point. We're like, okay, this is a hot topic that every time we come around this, this happens. So we're just going to agree to disagree and be at peace with each other. And wisdom helps us understand that this really has nothing to do with us anyway. So why are we getting hot on something that has nothing to do with us and everything to try to put us apart? And it ain't nothing but the devil. So, you know, so we, we, we made up that night and I went to work the next day. Usually I've learned that just because, uh, gentlemen, just want to let you know this. So I want you to get married, okay? When, if, when you have a disagreement with your wife, and when you apologize about it, it doesn't mean that she still doesn't want to talk about it, okay? So just anticipate that the topic will come up again. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> again. so I apologize and everything like that, but, you know, I've learned, I've, 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 accumulated a few miles in, in marriage to understand that, you know, this is something we need to address again. And I didn't let her bring it up. I brought it up the next day. And I was like, hey, you know, um, I really, because I was still feeling bad. I was still feeling bad about what happened. And I said, hey, I'm sorry about that, you know. And we talked about it a little bit. And we just, I, I, I suggested that, you know, this is a topic we're not going to discuss. We're not just, not, we're not going to, this is, this, we're not going to talk about this anymore. She didn't like it because she likes to talk. Not, not, not so much, not because um, she wanted to prove a point, nothing like that. Just because she likes to talk about things. And, and she really wants to be able to talk about anything, you know, with me. And I'll love to talk about anything with her. But this, for me at least, is one thing that I don't feel like I've gotten to the place where I can just talk about it you know, without it being contentious from my perspective, you know what I'm saying? So that's pretty much what we agreed on. And, you know, life moved on and, you know, we're good. So real quick, just to piggyback in 30 seconds, what he just said, because I didn't want uh, uh, you guys to miss something that both my wife said and Toke said. My wife said, we go to the word, the final authority. So we're not talking about from a legalistic standpoint. Toke said that I begin to pray. I begin to rebuke. I begin. So number one, and your single state, develop your prayer life. Because the fight is not physical. What you see is a result of what you can't see. Right? And so if you're single now, don't get so caught up in the, 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 the feeling or the emotional to the fact because this, the scripture says the word is a double-edged sword that divides soul and spirit. A lot of arguments come from your soulish realm. That's your feelings, your emotions, and your thoughts. And so when she said we go to the word, the only thing, because I'm going to be honest with you, it says not by might nor by power, by a spirit. Sometimes when you're mad, your flesh want to say what it want to say. You, you can't help it. You're, I mean, let's, let's, you can't help it. You say something like, oh, yeah, I know in about 10 minutes you're going to take me, Holy Spirit, but right now I want to get this out of my mouth, right? And you know that death and life are in the power. You know this. But 
that's what you have to say. It's not by might. And so that simply means that it's not by my own strength. It's, self, it's the fruit of the Spirit, self-control. I can't do this. I acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will direct your path. So right now, I need my path directed because the path we're on right now is going to be a crash course if I say, so what she said, we go to the word on it. And when Toast just gave a practical example is that he went to, he dealt with the spiritual aspect. And he said that when I came back, she was, hey, because it said that Jesus rebuked the waves, then spoke to, he rebuked the wind, then spoke to the waves. You can't see wind, but you see waves. So the waves were caught up. The wind was causing the waves to roar. So when he spoke to the wind, the waves ceased. So he dealt with the spiritual aspect. And that's what we have to do because if we in our flesh and we know we're in our flesh, we just going to blah, 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 blah. It's going to feel good for about two seconds. And you, we, we know we are. No, nah, not y'all though, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, I, and I just want people to kind of get free because, you know, 11 years of, of marriage, I want to set the proper expectations, develop the spiritual walk as far as a prayer life, because you're going to have to cover your husband. You're going to have to cover your wife because there's times you're going to be mad and you're not going to feel like praying for your husband and your wife. Prime example. And I have to say this. Uh, if, if I, I don't want to get too far off topic. I remember one time, this about uh, maybe almost a year ago, we had an argument and, you know, we were on our way and just going somewhere and I didn't feel like praying for it. But I began to pray. She was on her way to a particular job. And I began to pray for protection. The Lord said, pray for that place. Cover your wife. Begin to speak to that, to, to, uh, to that particular place that no weapon formed against your wife and those people will prosper. Well, guess what? A door closed. Something happened. Do you know six or seven months later that place got robbed at gunpoint? Somebody walked in that place, tied everybody up, but my wife was not there. Deal with the spiritual aspect because the word is the only thing that separates your soulish emotions. It says the word separates soul and spirit. And I'm um, talking about the word. I just, just want to say a couple things. Um, uh, several years ago, I was, um, well, first of all, my, my parents got divorced when I was eight. And um, one of the things, and I think, to be honest with you, one of the reasons why it took me a long time, I mean, this is my first and, and uh, what do you always say, hen? My first and, and only marriage. <laughs> Amen. But, um, I, you know, one of my desires was not to get, to not have divorce. And one day I was thinking about, um, you know, what God has put together, let no man separate. And I thought, it's so interesting. It didn't say, um, like there could have been a whole bunch of other things. They could have talked about spiritual warfare. They could have talked about, you know, it could say so many different things. You know, it could say money. It could say, you know, what does it say? Let no man separate. And so one thing, um, sometimes we, you know, we don't agree on everything, you know. Um, we agree on most things, though. But um, what what would come to me, especially that day, I just thought, you know, um, I don't, number one, I, I knew he was going to go to work and I want him to go to work with peace. And sometimes you have to choose peace over how you feel because he's got eight hours. He's going to be awake and, you know, thinking about this and, you know, I'm going to be at home relaxing and I don't want that for him. 
And the other thing is, is that I, you know, myself, let no man, let no woman, I don't want to do something. I, you know, we feel like God brought us together and we, we chose one another. So we got to figure out a way to work this out where there's peace in our home. And so, um, yeah, so basically those, those, just those couple of things and, um, and just like with friends, I mean, if you, you, you love your friends, but you probably don't agree with every single thing with your friends, but you still, you know, and, and we're, another thing is we're united in Christ. And that's the most important thing is that you have unity in the most important thing. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope you are informed, inspired, and impacted. If you'd like to learn more about OJ Tokes, his books, blog, music, and his monthly ministry for singles, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. That is whileyouaresingle.org. If you've been blessed by the podcast, we encourage you to please share with your friends. Until next week's podcast, take care and stay blessed.